you will go with me to Romans 6. I'm going to answer a question that some of you may have had a lot of your life. When I was in, I was in a denominational church growing up. I began there, I think I was nine years old when I started. And I had questions. I would read my Bible and I'd have questions. And, and frankly, the church I went to didn't answer them. They, they always said, well, there's just some things you're never going to know. There's just some things you're never going to understand. You know, that's not what Jesus said. You know what the Father said? He said, ask. Ask and you shall be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door shall be open. Well, I know that one of the questions I had when I was a, a young person was, why was God so mean in the Old Testament? And he's not, doesn't sound so mean in the New Testament. And you know what? I, like I, I shared the other day, in 1 Corinthians it says, there is no shadow of turning in God. God does not change. Amen. God does not change. But something changed. I want us to go to Romans 6. Romans 6, verse 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death. Amen. The wages of sin is death. You know, I know some of us think that, well, when, why didn't God set up the world this way? Why, why didn't he, when he started, why didn't he do this first? Or why didn't he change this? Why is he like that? What you have to remember is God didn't start. God has always been. God never started. God has always been. And there are some facts, some laws with God that have always been. Right. Not come up with always been right. and one of those laws of God one of those ways of God is right here the wages of sin is death Everybody. that wasn't a decision that God made to start it's always been there always been there always now the wages of sin is death turn with me to Ezekiel 5 oh these verses scared me when I read them Ezekiel verse 5 I'm going to begin in verse 11 this is God talking to his people he said, Wherefore, as I live, saith the Lord God, surely, because thou hast defiled my sanctuary with all thy detestable things and with all thy abominations, they didn't do what God told them. He said, with all, and not only did they not do what, what God didn't tell them, but they did worse things. He said, With all thy detestable things and with all thy abominations, therefore will I also diminish thee, neither shall my eyes spare, neither will I have any pity. It says, A third part of thee shall die with pestilence, and a famine shall be with thee, consume thee in the midst of thee, and a third part shall fall by the sword round about thee. And it says, And I will scatter a third part into all the winds, and I'll draw out a sword after them. He said, Thus shall my anger be accomplished, and I will cause my fury to rest upon them, and I will be comforted. Amen. I will be comforted. When will God be comforted with these people that would not obey him? When will God be comforted with these people that would not obey him? When will they be comforted? When he kills a third of them, when a third die of pestilence, and a third die of famine. That's when he will be comforted. That is a scary thing. That is, you know what? And what's it say? It says, he's a God of love. God is love. Sure doesn't sound like he loves us here. It sure doesn't sound like he loves his people here. Amen. But you know what? What happened? What happened? Turn with me to John 16. My God. This God 
could not handle their sin any longer. And he said, I am going to pour out my fury on them. I am going to pour out my fury on their sin. And what did he do? He killed a third with the sword. He killed a third with famine. And he drove a third away. A third away. Now let's read John 3.16. John 3.16. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. Well, why didn't he love them back in Ezekiel, first, uh, Ezekiel chapter 5? Why didn't God love the world in Ezekiel chapter 5? He did. He did. Hang on, folks. You're going to get your answer. It says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world, he gave. He gave his only son. And what did he do with that son? Turn with me to Isaiah 53. He took out his fury on his people that would not follow him, that would not obey him, that continued in the sin and didn't even try to stop. He took out his fury on them. Now what's he going to do with us? Full of sin. What's he going to do with his people now? What's he going to do with his people now? You know there is a wrath of God coming. There is a time, there is a wrath of God coming. There is a wrath coming. God promised it. Jesus promised it. How are we going to miss it? By the love of God. Turn with me to Isaiah 52. I'm going to begin in verse 13. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted, extolled, and be very high. He sent a servant. And what's he going to do with that servant? What's he going to do with the servant that he sent? He sent Jesus. Look at the next verse. As many were astonished at thee, his servant. They're astonished at his servant. They're astonished at his servant. Why? As many were astonished at thee. His visage was so marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. His form... Uh, visage so marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men chapter uh, verse 4 and chapter 53 surely he has borne our griefs and carried our pain yet we esteemed him stricken smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus and with his stripes we are healed do you know Do you know what the father did with Jesus? Instead of taking his wrath out on people, he took it out on Jesus. He took it out on Jesus. What was that new covenant? I will no longer take my wrath out on you. I will take it out on Jesus. He took it out on Jesus. He took what you did. He took your sin. He took your unbelief. He took your rebellion and he put it on Jesus. He took his wrath out on Jesus. Do you think that's love? Do you think that's love? He knows what you're like. He knows what your heart's like. He knows what you'd like to do. He knows where you'd like to go. He knows what you've done. And he loved you enough. That instead of doing what he did to his own people in Israel, he decided he was going to send Jesus. We knew it from the beginning. He was going to send Jesus and he was going to take his wrath.
on Jesus. The, the wages of sin is death. Somebody had to die, and somebody had to comfort God in his wrath, and Jesus did it. Jesus said, send me. Jesus said, a body has thou prepared me. Why? Because God needed a body to take his wrath out on. He needed a body to take his wrath out on. And you know what he did? He just didn't kill Jesus. He put Jesus on the cross. Amen. He put Jesus on the cross. Amen. He put his own son on the cross Amen. because he didn't want to put you there. He didn't want you to suffer his wrath. He didn't want you to die in that sickness because of your sin. He didn't want you to go to hell. He didn't want you to suffer without money. He didn't want you to watch your children get hurt. He didn't want any of that. For God so loved the world, he sent Jesus to do it for you. He sent Jesus to take it out, of it, to take his wrath for you, for you. Turn with me to Psalm 22. Amen. Just like Joel said, reading the Psalms, in those Psalms you will find the love of God. You will find the gospel. For God Amen. so loved the world, he sent Jesus, Amen. and Jesus took the wrath of God, God for you. He took the wrath of God for you. He came so that he would be comforted concerning you. My God, my God, Psalm 22, why hast thou forsaken me? Why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus cried that on the cross. My God, why have you forsaken me? You know why God forsook Jesus? So he wouldn't have to forsake you. So we wouldn't have to forsake you. But you don't know the trouble I'm in. He does. That's why he forsook Jesus. So he wouldn't have to forsake you in your trouble. So he wouldn't have to forsake you in your trouble. You go to Jesus and you will not be forsaken. Why? Because he forsook Jesus for you. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Go to verse 14. Jesus speaking on the cross. I am poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. You know that's what sin does to a body? Do you know that's Jesus taking your sin? Do you know that Jesus' bones were all out of joint because of what you've done? Do you know that Jesus was glad to take it for you? Give it to me, Father. Let me take it for him. Give it to me. Jesus said, you sent me to do this. And he said, I'm willing to go. A body hast thou prepared me. I'm come to do thy will, oh God. And what was the will of God that Jesus pay for the fury of God for you? For you. For you. God poured it out on Amen. Jesus, took it out on Jesus so he Amen. doesn't have to take it out on you. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. It says, for my strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue cleave it to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For uh, I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. That's how we know this is Jesus talking. That's what happened to him on the cross. Turn with me to Psalm 88. 
this is Jesus in hell. Jesus in hell. Why would a loving God send his own son to hell? Why would a loving God send his own son to hell so you don't have to go there? So you don't have to go there. That's why he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus to go there for you. Said Psalm 88 verse 6. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit. The lowest. The lowest pit Jesus went. You can't go any lower than what Jesus went. It says in darkness in the deeps. Thy wrath. Thy wrath. Thy fury. Who's he talking to? He's talking to God. Your wrath, your fury lieth hard on me, and thou hast afflicted me with all thy waves. The wrath of God is on Jesus, so that God doesn't have to put his wrath on you. So God doesn't have to put his wrath on you. Jesus took it for you. Jesus took it for you. Now go back with me to Isaiah 53. Verse 10. Can you believe these verses? Can you hang on to these verses? Can you put your heart and your hands and your arms around these verses and embrace them? Verse 10, Isaiah 53. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It pleased God to hurt Jesus. It pleased God that Jesus took every bone out of joint because of your sin. It pleased God that Jesus was sick with your sickness. It pleased God that Jesus was heartbroken with your heartache. It pleased God to do all this to Jesus. It pleased God to take it out on Jesus. It pleased God to take it out on Jesus because he took it out on Jesus so he doesn't have to take it out on you. It says he has put him to grief. That means he made him sick. He made him sick. It pleased God, made him happy to make Jesus sick with your sickness. I have cancer. Jesus took it. Jesus took it. Go after Jesus. Get after him. Run after him. All right. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, his soul, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of Jesus' soul, Jesus taking the wrath, the fury of God, and and he shall be satisfied. He shall be satisfied. The Father taking it out on Jesus. Taking it out on Jesus was satisfied. Satisfied concerning you. You, Jesus, satisfied the Father concerning you. Now, one last verse. 2 Corinthians 1. Verse 3. This is Paul speaking. He said, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. And look at that next part. And the God of all comfort. The God of all comfort. You know why he's the God of all comfort? Because he's comforted concerning you. Because Jesus took your place with God's fury and his wrath and now he's comforted concerning you. God is not mad at you anymore. He is not mad at you. He is not upset with you. You know why? Because he took it out on Jesus. 
He took it out on Jesus and he is comforted concerning you. You have a satisfied, a happy God who wants you to come back to him. He wants you to come back so much. He took it out on Jesus. Now go to him. Go to the Father. Go to Jesus. When did you must be born again, Jesus said. You must get Jesus in you. And when you get that Jesus in you, there will be a comfort, a peace between you and the Father. And how do you do that? All you have to do is call on the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.